0: Well, we're closing in on the end of our Giving It Up sermon series. Today we're focused on giving up popularity on a day that at face value seems like a day where Jesus is at his maybe height of popularity. And then next week we will celebrate Christ's glorious resurrection with the topic of giving up death. So today as Jesus enters Jerusalem, we are confronted by the reality that the people— Uh, Not just the religious elite or the Roman authorities, but just the average citizen of Jerusalem has come out uh, to welcome Jesus with the greeting of Hosanna. Save us now. That's what that means. Hopeful that he is indeed the promised savior that is mentioned in the Old Testament prophecy. Uh, They had hoped that maybe that Messiah had finally arrived. This prophecy found in Zechariah 9:9 said, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughters of Jerusalem, see your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the crowds gathered and they waved palm branches just like our uh, students, our children came through today and were uh, waving their palm branches. And then they also rolled out the red carpet of Jesus's day. They threw out their coats and their cloaks out in the road and then Jesus rode across them. And Jesus, in that moment, seemed to be as popular as ever. But then, if we remember, just a few short days later, Jesus would be betrayed. He would be arrested. Even his closest friend would deny him not once, not twice, but three times. And then some of these same people that are shouting Hosanna today would cry out for the Roman authorities to release the criminal named Barabbas instead of Jesus. And then he was hung on a cross to die between two more criminals. But I do not think the intent uh, of Jesus was ever really to be popular. In fact, in many ways, I think Jesus went out of his way uh, and had the intent to be unpopular. If you read the gospel story closely, it's pretty radical stuff. Uh, now over time, its radical nature and its sharper edges have oftentimes been softened by well-meaning pastors like me and other Christian leaders. But if you take the demands of Christ seriously, you're going to run into some things that, sh- that will make you unpopular too. In our scripture reading, we heard that the city was crowded because they were in town to celebrate the Passover. Passover. And Jesus comes into town and he creates quite a buzz. Our passage says the crowd asked, who is this? And the crowds answered, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. But Jesus seems unimpressed by all the fanfare. And I think the reason why is that he has come with something more important, with something else on his mind than popularity. I think Jesus came here in the midst of the crowds because he had a a message to share. He had things to teach, not because he wanted to become popular. Think for a moment. Some of you it will be easy because it hasn't been that long. And others of you it might take a little bit of uh, work to think back. But think back a little bit about your best teachers. In my experience, some of my best teachers were the ones who had a way of bringing out the best in me, who stimulated my imagination and sense of wonder, who pushed me and challenged me to think and to grow. But I'm not sure as I recall these teachers if I would call any of them popular. But they are definitely the ones that helped me to grow the most. I see Jesus kind of like this type of teacher, the type that did not want to be popular because of superficial reasons, but rather to help motivate and encourage us to think and be stretched to think and act in ways that we had never done before. Jesus came into the world to transform it, not so that everyone would like him. You know, sometimes when I open up the Bible and I read something that Jesus says, I want to just shut it right back up real quick and pretend I didn't read it that ever happened to you? Because Jesus confronts us and he challenges us all the time. And it's particularly hard for us because um, Jesus says a lot of things that challenge many of the things that we hold very dear. Jesus makes us think and stretch and that can make us very uncomfortable. But this Jesus is the Jesus who has come to save us and the Jesus that I believe in, the Jesus who challenges and confronts, the Jesus who causes us to treat people in new ways that build life instead of tearing life down, who bring light into the world instead of contributing to the darkness. But for those in power then and now, this this message of radical inclusion, of justice and commitment to the common good of all people was unpopular. And in some circles, it's still very unpopular today. As I mentioned earlier, it's important that Jesus comes during the Passover celebration. Passover, you'll remember, commemorates the overthrow of the mighty Pharaoh. And the people were shouting Hosanna, which means save us now. But think about that. If they're shouting save us now, that means there is someone or something that they need to be saved from. And it doesn't take too much um, for the people who Jesus is talking about uh, to recognize he is calling them out. The people crying out in Jesus' arrival was a direct challenge to an unjust, just occupying force. And while this was an affront to the ruling Roman party, It was also, though, not a vindication of the Jewish religious leaders and their ways either. That's what they had hoped, was that the Romans would be thrown out and their ways would be crushed. But then the Jewish leaders of the time, they would become the rulers. But Jesus confronted both of these groups. He brought challenge to both of these groups. He had made clear from the beginning of his earthly ministry... What his agenda would be. Jesus said. Quoting the prophet Isaiah in Luke chapter 4. 18 to 19. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He had sent me to proclaim release to the captives. And recovery of sight to the blind. To let the oppressed go free. And to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is the work that Jesus was to be about in the world. And this is the work that we, as those who call ourselves his disciples, are to be about still today. But whenever a government or religious leaders fail to line up their values with the kingdom values of God, they will experience confrontation from Jesus. This is important, and I think it has an application for our divided world today. We often want to make things easy by convincing ourselves that we have the market cornered on the truth. We assume that the way we think and the side we choose is obviously the right side, or why would we choose it? And we miss the reality that almost never is one side or one leader 100% correct all the time or aligned completely with Christ's kingdom values. Jesus made it clear that governments and religious leaders have a place in keeping order and helping to maintain the common good for uh, citizens. However, this stewardship entrusted to governments and religious leaders is not unconditional. Just like another covenantal relationship God makes with his people, God is always faithful, but he also demands that we seek to be faithful to uh, the covenant with our part. When we strive for justice, when we live in peace with our neighbors, when we show mercy when we put the needs of others ahead of ourselves, when we seek to break down walls to unite instead of building them up to divide, when we bear fruit, then we are blessed by God. However, when we seek to divide or rob from the poor, seek revenge, promote war and violence, and care more about ourselves than others, then we are confronted by the ways of Jesus who calls us to account. Jesus was clear throughout his ministry that he was bringing a radical new way of being into the world. And it was going to be a confrontation to the world as it was. He said, yes, we can heal on the Sabbath. Yes, we can welcome those who we've claimed are unclean. Yes, we can. We can defend the rights of the widow, the orphan, and the alien among us. Yes, we can live in peace with our neighbors and even love our enemies. None of these new ways were popular, and they did shake up the status quo. And when we stand up for the least of these among us and seek to follow Jesus In some circles, we will not be very popular either. On that first Palm Sunday, just imagine for a moment, you know, Jesus is coming in. And people are throwing out the red carpet and they're waving palm branches. Just imagine the temptation he had to just say, I'm just going to give them what they want. Because I want to be popular. So just imagine for a moment the strength, the compassion, and the certitude that Jesus felt in the fact that what he was doing was right. Even though it was going to be wildly unpopular. Calling for unity, calling for justice, calling for peace, calling for the powerful to use their power for securing the common good especially for the least among us. This is not stuff that was going to make him popular. But it was the stuff that was going to save us. Save us from ourselves and from the power that we sometimes seek and the desire to be popular. He was coming to show us a new way, the way of the cross. Maybe this is the Jesus that we are called to follow to. To be wildly unpopular in the face of all that is unjust. So that we may advocate for those who are marginalized. And the good news is that that same strength and compassion and certitude that was in Jesus. Is made available to us through the power of the Holy Spirit yet today. We are to be a voice for those who are having their voices silenced. We have to speak up even when it is unpopular. We have to say something. We have to love our neighbor and our world enough to confront anything and anyone that attempts to divide us up or tear us down or break us apart. And I know that this is not an easy thing or a comfortable thing. But we must use our voices as Christians and we must take the risk of being unpopular. Now I don't want you to confuse this and I don't want us to be unpopular because in the process of lifting someone else up we are tearing someone else down. Instead we must be like Jesus and paint an alternative picture of how we can be in the world that is powerful in life-giving ways. The things that attract people to Jesus Christ are not us telling people about jesus it's people seeing jesus alive in us in acts of joy and love and kindness and we stand up for those who gives us no benefit to stand up for but because it is right we do it anyway jesus calls us to lift all people up not just pick up one group by putting another group down We all have opportunities to impact the people around us, and we cannot simply hold Jesus in our hearts anymore. We must act. Jesus acts definitively throughout this week. He does not hold his love for his children in his heart, but he spills it out in his blood. And Jesus said, That we all will be known by our fruit. Jesus didn't ask the fig tree if it had figs on the inside, did he? No, he said, show me the fruit on the outside where it is tangible, where it is beneficial, where it is useful. This isn't mere you're in my thoughts and prayers type regard. This is flesh and blood, this is messy, and it might just get you crucified. But this is the way of Jesus Christ, our Lord. On Palm Sunday, Jesus comes to, tell, comes to town to tell everyone, I don't care anymore about, your, about what's in your heart. If you support divisive policies, if you support unjust policies, if you maintain your power through bribery and deceit, if you do anything to divide up and separate any of those who I so loved, then you are part of the problem. And yet, Jesus makes clear, my sacrifice will be my offering of love and grace for you and for all of the other scoundrels of this world too. Jesus confronts all that would divide us, and he unites us in himself. And what Jesus, the Savior of the world, unites, nothing can divide. So this holy week, bask in the glory of salvation in Jesus Christ our Lord. Journey with Jesus through this whole holy week. Hosanna. Blessed is the name of the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen.